Since the pandemic, there's been an increasing alliance between the music industry and the mental health and wellness space. Companies are doing more for their employees in this area, and new companies are springing up to foster more of a connection between artists, music, and mental health and wellness. Welcome to the future of what? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we're going to talk to Brandon Holman about his new venture, connecting the entertainment and wellness communities. It's all coming up on The Future of What. Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Can I lift the crumbs from your table? Can I interfere in your crisis? No, mind your own business. No, mind your own business. My guest today is Brandon Holman of the Lazuli Collective. Brandon, welcome to The Future of What. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you. So we have known each other for a couple years and you have been always interested, I think, in mental health and wellness issues. And now you have a new uh, a new venture, the Lazuli Collective. Do you want to tell us about what that is? Yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, you know, coming from the music industry, have always been really passionate about mental health for executives and artists, um, especially coming out of the pandemic. So I started the Lazuli Collective and we formed ourselves to be an experiential studio that connects musicians, executives and fans to wellness resources and education through the intersections of music, culture and entertainment. And what that looks like is uh, management, artist management for wellness practitioners, many artists in the in the ambient and spiritual space, as well as doing events and activations. We recently partnered with Coachella Music Festival and programmed and produced their first ever wellness activation on site at the festival last year. And we've been partnering with many uh, labels and organizations in the entertainment space, helping out with employee wellness programs. So anything really at those intersections of music and, and wellness is something that we're very passionate uh, focused on at Lazuli. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. That is really cool. So I'm thinking about stuff like, you know, the stuff that's entered the marketplace recently, these, you know, apps like Calm and Headspace, you know, these things that have popped up in popular culture that do utilize music as part of their sort of therapeutic regimen. So you guys sort of do both sides in terms of, you know, the music side and the executive side, the the personal side. Yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned Calm because that's honestly the reason why we formed uh, this business. I met uh, an amazing artist by the name of Wata on Clubhouse a couple of years ago, and uh, I was just helping her out as, as a friend, and she needed help being connected to Calm. Um, she's an amazing musician and, and uh, making ambient spiritual music. And I was like, oh, you know, I can get you to Calm. I, I know someone over there. And at that same time, started really just noticing that artists and wellness practitioners didn't really have access to brands, content opportunities, and funding at scale. And so once we took the meeting with Calm, Calm was instantly interested in, in a, a year's worth of music from Wata. And she went on to compose a, a new moon a sound bath series. So for every new moon of the month, Wata released uh, an ambient track of about 45 minutes to an hour in length and did that for, for a full year. And so once Calm, you know, accepted that deal and, and we did a sync uh, licensing contract with them, 
that's when we formed the company, Lazuli Collective. Started first uh, on the artist management, wellness practitioner management side, and then we expanded into events and the employee wellness consulting. So yeah, we're working with artists and connecting them to, to brands like Calm and Headspace for sync deals so these apps can power and have the music while also working with um, innovative, diverse BIPOC artists. So I feel like, you know, certainly with the murder of George Floyd in 2020, you know, the industry went through this big moment of sort of electrical, you know, commitment to change where people, you know, really started speaking out and, and, you know, talking about things that they wanted to do differently or things that really needed to change. And, you know, some of that in hindsight, you know, has been, I don't know, performative to some extent. But some has stuck. And I, it's interesting because I do think this mental health and wellness space is one that has resonated throughout the industry. I do feel like we're seeing a lot of um, sort of lasting commitment to this through in, in the larger companies and the smaller companies. Have you found that? Yeah, definitely. You know, the pandemic was, was the great equalizer, I think, in really leveling the playing field for everybody, both executives at companies and and people down. So sort of the pyramid of experiencing, you know, mental health issues ranging just from anxiety to depression and some of the more more severe things um, that are out there. And so I really appreciated, like you said, some of the commitments that, that companies have been making, you know, while we were all working from Zoom and working from home, people realizing that, you know, we needed to take breaks, we needed rest, we needed to change the culture of back to back to back meetings. And you realize that you haven't drank water today, you haven't eaten lunch today. What are the things that that we can do to improve our our well-being on a day-to-day basis? So I'm very happy to see businesses and organizations really invest in the tools and resources that their teams need to thrive. And I think what changed was some of the the people in power also were honest in that they needed these tools themselves to thrive. Once all the walls started breaking down for all of us globally at the same time, a lot of people were were more honest about uh, some of these things. And I think what we're seeing right now in the music industry, especially in touring, is that artists are now even being ever more vocal about their struggles with mental health. Over this last two years, artists from Justin Bieber to Lizzo to Jay Balvin, uh, Shawn Mendes, all have come out and, and have recorded true, honest testaments to some of their struggles. And I've even pushed back tours and delayed albums. So it's something that is, I think, very front and center for the music industry. And people are now realizing that it affects the bottom line. It affects ticket sales. It affects album sales. And now I think when people also see that not only the artists are, are becoming vocal, but then the staff as well, the people who are going are working these projects, how can we create systems that benefit an artist, mind, body, and soul, as well as employees? Because you know we need both uh, for this industry to sustain itself. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because I feel like when I was a kid, mental health issues were so dark, you know, people didn't talk about it. But then, you know, in recent years with the rise of social media, I feel like you're getting a lot more. I mean, you know, there's there's obviously pluses and minuses to social media, but you're getting a lot more sort of personal realness a lot of the time. 
you're getting some, you know, some insight into people's actual, you know, well-being, which I think is is quite revolutionary in a lot of ways. Yeah, really honest accounts, and and I think it just it just humanizes everything. Like you said, yeah, things, depression, anxiety, could sound so dark, and just the the idea of it can really change once you hear like someone's personal testimony with it. I think you know social media definitely helps to bring life and color and and more stories to some of these, and ultimately destigmatizes it and creates community and micro communities where people can be transparent and vulnerable and honest and find support. And um, also, what I love about uh, some of the things on social is that there's a lot of resources, there's a lot of tips and tricks and apps out there now that are that are blowing up. And I've learned so much from, you know, people that I follow on social media, from cooking to supplements to things to do to start your day. You know, I've recently started not sleeping with my phone in in my bedroom. um, So I'm not inundated with all the notifications and emails and some depressing things when you log on to social. (laughs) But I learned that, you know, from social media and seeing some, you know, blogger have some of their like top tips of how to have like a peaceful and and, an easy morning. Um, I picked up that, you know, cell phone trick from from social media. So there definitely are some benefits. That's awesome. Well, Brandon Holman from the Lazuli Collective, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. And thanks so much for being with us on The Future of What. Thank you for having me. And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by the Delta Five and is played by permission. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Hayden Nash and Clark Buckner at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I have a taste of your ice cream?